My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the stronger revolution i'm here today with adam kronbush haha see that time we've done this intro now like four times i didn't reintroduce myself he didn't i'm so proud all right if you have not done so please pause the episode and go like us review us uh click the little button to make sure that you new episodes get downloaded and you get alerted and everything else so that other people can see how great and wonderful we are and how much you love our podcast. Send ideas for what you would like to hear. Oh, good note, Adam. That's what I'm here for. All right. So we've been talking about managing your lifestyle and how that relates to 1% gains every day. Uh, We talked about workouts, we talked about diet and sleep, then we went into a few episodes about managing stress um, and then how to deal with like big changes in your life. And these have all been important because once you've got like your purpose and once you know how to set goals and um, once you're sort of got your life organized, you have to focus in on the things that you can control in order to maximize your chances of improving every day. So we'll come back to sort of this mindfulness mindset um, type of stuff in the future when we talk about fixed versus growth mindsets. But For this episode, we're going to start into a series in which we talk about external influences and how those may impact or influence our potential 1% gains. Also, since we are still in the COVID-19 crisis, I I never really like to call it that, but I mean, I guess since we're still within COVID-19, it's acting as a reset for a lot of us in a way that we are sort of forced into this unique position in which we are um, forced to socially distance from people. We are forced to take a break from our quote-unquote normal lives. Lots of time to reflect. Oh, lots of time to sit there and Kind of forced reflection. I'm not sure that, you know, who's gone through this quarantine without reflecting on their life? If you haven't and you listen to this podcast, now's a great time to do it. Anyway... Once we start to get back to what the new normal is going to be and we're allowed to get out in public and we're allowed to see people and hug people and things like that, um, it provides a, an opportunity for you to make changes in your life that you may have otherwise, one, never thought about, two, never gotten around to, or three, maybe been afraid of. Um, so this all kind of comes together to talk about the concept of today's episode, which is you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Boom. Yeah, this is something I've seen um, as a high school teacher and in my own personal life, first of all. 
Um, but certainly from a third-person perspective, it's interesting when you have a freshman come into the school and you see them change over the years, sometimes for the better, most of the times for the better. I'd like to think that we have a positive effect on these students, uh, but sometimes for the worse, you know, where you had a you know, really nice freshman who had a good head on his shoulders, and then by junior year, the kid's kind of a jerk and getting into some bad crowds. Um, and most of the time, it has to do with who they choose to spend their time with. And so uh, I do a little uh, coming into high school orientation thing for these upcoming freshmen. And uh, one of the things I tell them is choose your friends wisely. Choose friends with uh, similar goals and purposes. It's much easier uh, to be brought down than to bring others up. So if you think you're the moral superior of your friend group, you're not going to be able to, to drive them all up to your level. They're going right. to drag you down. Gravity works one direction. Oh, yeah. Boom. No, I, I like that. Um, you know, it also, I don't know why, it just made me think of, like, you never want to be the, like, best house on the block. They always say that in, like, real estate. Yeah, right. Yeah, you never want to be, like, the best, most righteous, most positive or whatever of every quality within your... Your, your friend group. Your friend group yeah. either. Because eventually you're going to... You're going to... Uh, Go down to the mean. Yeah, the group is going to pull you down. Mm -hmm. You're not going to come up. Um, we're going to refer to this a lot during this episode as your circle of influence. Um, we'll kind of bring up... I've, I've brought up the idea of, of you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with in the podcast before, but we've never really dived into it for a full episode. Um, but think of this more as your circle of influence. Who are the people in your lives that have the most influence or maybe some control over who you are as a person? And this also kind of gets really cliche. You know, everybody who, who grew up with any kind of parental unit, whether it was a, a, an actual parent, whether it was an adopted parent or a grandparent or a teacher like Adam, like you just said, somewhere along the line, maybe even on kids' TV programs, you have heard like... Um, Pick your friends wisely, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, as a kid, right. like, yeah, whatever, mom. <laughs> but uh, here, here's the concept coming up again now as adults. Right. And so I think what we're trying to address in this episode, and just to maybe save your butt, adoptive parents are actual parents. We're oh. not saying they're not. Man, I didn't I didn't. He meant biological. <laughs> he meant biological. Um, <laughs> but I think what we're trying to address in this, this episode are people that you choose to be in relationships with. So kind of back to the parental advice of, you know... Watch who your friends are. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about family members who you can't choose. We're not talking about coworkers or bosses who you can't choose. Uh, and these are people who you spend a lot of time with. But um, there are ways to maximize those relationships. And I think some of this will apply to that. But we're, we're talking mostly about those people who you choose to be in your sphere of influence, your friends. Yeah. This was a concept that was created by a guy by the name of Jim Rohn. Um, he was a businessman, a personal development guru and a motivational speaker. Um, and we've kind of already talked about a lot of different examples of this, but it, it kind of makes sense if you start to think about it. If you really start to look around at the people you choose to spend your time with and then look at who you are as a person, it makes sense that the people who you spend the most time with are going to have some quality that is very similar to you. Um, it, it's not like... Adam is my friend so that he is essentially a mirror image of me, but we are friends because... Mutual interests. There's some mutual interests there that brought us together. Mm -hmm. But in the same token, Adam brings different qualities to our friendship that 
I'm going to eventually see because we spend time together and they're going to start to influence me and potentially change me or mold me in some way. For the better or for the worse. Yeah, it could be. Right. If he is a positive influence in my life and somebody who I continuously choose to be within my circle of influence, then I would hope that they're, that you are influencing me for the better. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it, it makes sense, the concept itself, and you really need to sit down and start to think about who is in your life, who are you choosing to be in your life. Um, there are studies out there that suggest now that the, when Jim Rohn came out with this and everybody was like, yeah, five people. Um, now there are studies that say, you know, your true framing comes from more than just five people. And we're not here to dispute to say it's only five, but especially in today's day and age of social media, you're going to be influenced by more than just the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. However, the concept is still the same. It is a circle of influence. And building off of our last episode, this is in some sense something that you can control. We're not talking about your coworkers. Can't really control who your coworkers are. We're not talking about your boss. Um, in some sense, we're not really talking about your family members, though you may choose how much time you spend with your family members. Sure. Yeah, certain family members you can choose to spend less time with than others. Yeah. yeah. But I think more of where we're diving in here is you choose your friends, um, you choose people who you don't want to be friends with, and you choose your spouses, you choose who you want to be in a romantic relationship with. Um, so all those people are going to influence you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I think, uh, I, I could be crazy, but I think everybody's had this experience where you start hanging out with somebody and you just start adapting maybe some of their phrases, the way they talk. Um, and you kind of become like them in, in a small way. Yeah. Um, for the better or for the worse. I've seen that throughout my own life. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that with... Oh, 100%. Know. Yeah. Like you, you say like a little phrase, you're like, where did I even pick that up? Uh, yeah. This guy says it all the time. Um, and so I think we've, we've all experienced that on, on maybe a, a small level like that, but I think you, it's hard to see over time that influence in your life. Um, and that's why it, it's good to take some time to sit down, slow down, reflect... Do these people have the values? Are they driving me toward my goals and purposes or not? Yeah. So why do we really care? Why is this so important to us? Um, well, primarily because this podcast is about maximizing your life. And we are going to talk about the people and the things in your life that influence who you are. And if we're trying to maximize our lives... Part of that is going to be to maximize the people who are in our life. Um, If you are trying, let's assume for a second that you are trying to start your own business. Entrepreneurs out there, or maybe you just are trying to start a new job, right? You don't want that person in your life who is the constant Debbie Downer about it and says, you're going to fail. This is an awful idea. Um, you're going to hate it. All right. Your life is over. You're, you're going to, you're going to end up on the street. Okay. Um, now let's make a distinction here as well. We're not talking about the person in your life who constructively criticizes or causes you to think about your decisions. We're going to get into that. Sure. We're talking about the person who says, Adam, there's no way 
your math tutoring business is going to work. You're just throwing your money at nothing. It's going to be an absolute waste. You shouldn't do it, right? Adam is not going to become 1% better every day toward his goals of helping all of his kids become awesome math people because I know that's your purpose in life. That's, that's <laughs> it. You got it. Awesome math people. <laughs> um, shoot, now I made a joke and I lost my train of thought. Oh, so why is this important? Because you need to be surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you improve yourself by 1% every day. Right. So, so we're making a distinction here between somebody who's just negative for the sake of being negative or somebody who knows you really well, um, knows your goals, knows your purpose, um, knows maybe even like your fears, your strengths, your weaknesses, and can you know say, maybe this isn't the best idea. Uh, you hate tutoring people in math. Um, and you're like, wow, you're right. I need to think about this. Right. Um, so, you know, we're making a distinction there between just raw negativity and constructive criticism. So when we sat down and started to put together this episode, we came up with five qualities, five reasons why, one, why this is important, and two, so it, it's sort of like five reasons why it's important to pay attention to the people who are influencers in your life. But then also, these kind of also then mirrored as sort of five checklist qualities. Yeah, character qualities of the people that you want in your life. Yeah. And they may not have all five, which is something I think we'll talk about, but you know, as long as they have one of these, they're probably going to be a good influence in your sphere. Yeah, they may be that person who fulfills that quality within your life. So, let's get into the list. Number one... You want people in your life who are going to stimulate you intellectually in some way, shape, or form. Um, this is a big part of your development as an individual. You can't have people in your life who are just worshipers or um, look at you as a hero or um, never question anything that you do. You want to surround yourself by people who are willing to ask the tough questions Ask the thought-provoking questions. Yeah, challenge you. And challenge you, right? Yeah, and I think that's, um, from what I've seen in my own life, the, the best relationships I have are those that challenge me the most. Um, they're the hardest relationships, the ones that take the most work. Um, some come pretty naturally. Like, I think our friendship, we, we haven't had big spats, but there's times where we've apologized <laughs> to each other. And, sure. Um, some real, you know, apologies and real forgiveness takes place, <laughs> and there's some challenge there, but... Um, you know, I think of my own marriage and just the amount of work that goes into a relationship like that. Um, but it's so worth it because you see the personal growth and you see, um, how much better of a person you become, uh, through that work. Yes. Rewind to overcoming adversity episode. Um, we encouraged everybody to start to become the kind of person who moves toward adversity and doesn't avoid adversity because it is through adversity that you're going to grow and become a better person. The same concept goes for people in your life who challenge you. It would be a fixed mindset for you to want to surround yourself solely with people who are basically yes men, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Adam, that's great and wonderful. Yeah, Adam, not a problem. Great, Adam, you do everything just so wonderful. Like, Adam is not going to grow as an individual. And for him to want those people in his life, um, is Adam's basically insecurity that he shouldn't be challenged and everybody should just worship him. On the flip side, the growth mindset, we'll get into this more specifically, but it fits here. 
is to welcome people into our life who challenge us. Mm-hmm. Um, no, honey, that's not the best way to do that. I don't think you made the right decision there. Let's talk about how a better decision could be made in the future. Was that an example or were you calling me honey? Um, that was an example. Oh, okay. But it occurred to me when I said honey that... And then made eye contact. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, but I think this is one of the things that I've enjoyed most about our friendship is that Matt and I have similar interests. Where we're obviously um, you know, similar enough interest to be on a podcast together and agree on a lot of these things but completely different worldviews where we've written emails back and forth that are, what, 80 emails long. Yeah. Um, and some of them are paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. So we, we really challenge each other in terms of, you know, how we're thinking and, um, you know, asking deep questions and, and I think growing both of us mutually as people. Right. Right, right. So quality number one or reason number one, you need intellectually stimulating people in your life. Which doesn't necessarily mean easy. Oh, and let's take the, let's take the flip side of it. Intellectually stimulating person may be a yes man, but they may also, as we said a few minutes ago, be that no person. Mm -hmm. Um, It is not intellectually stimulating for somebody to say, no, you're an idiot. Don't do that. Okay. Um, So equally so, if somebody is just constantly a Debbie Downer and provides nothing constructive whatsoever, while at some point that can cause an opportunity for you to reflect as to whether or not that is a good decision – if it's just constantly negative, 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 that's not going to be an intellectually stimulating relationship. Right. Number two, if you find people in your life um, who should be in your circle of influence, your opinion of yourself will improve sometimes dramatically. So you want people who are in your life um, that you admire and that admire you and are not scared to provide you with compliment and positive feedback. No, we don't want yes people. But um, if I surround myself with people who like to be around me and admire me, their opinions of me go a lot further Mm -hmm. than just random opinions. Yeah. And I think we've all experienced something like this before where, you know, if some random person came up to you and said something versus somebody you knew really well, how much more it means. And just an example from this past week, it's Teacher Appreciation Week. Thanks, Um, Adam. (laughs) Not for you, for the students. (laughs) Although you're welcome, because who else is going to teach them math? You know what? I'm a hero. Um, But it's Teacher Appreciation Week. I got an email this week from a student. It was a really nice email, uh, but it honestly didn't mean too much to me just because uh, we've been in quarantine, and I've... It was a second semester course, and I only had him in class for a couple of weeks. So he said a lot of things about my teaching that just couldn't really be true because he hasn't seen me that much. Right. Um, although they were nice and I'm sure they were sincere. Whereas, you know, my principal a few times throughout my time at the school has um, uh, encouraged me or, or said some words that, that really meant a lot to me because I look up to him not only as a superior but as, as a man um, and his values. And so I value that a lot more. And it means a lot more to me because of my admiration of him. Yeah, sure. So people who are in your life end up having a lot more power over you than um, people who are just randomly in your life. And so the people who you surround yourself with should be people who help encourage you and and improve your own self-opinion. If you're somebody who has some difficulty with self-confidence, your friends in your circle of influence should be people who are helping you improve your self-confidence. Number three. 
people who are in your life are going to be either people who act as a mentor or maybe somebody who you can mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes one person can act in both roles, but mentors are very powerful people in your life, both in friendship and potentially in business. We're not constantly talking here about just friends. That is some weird background noise if you guys are hearing that. Um, these aren't just people who are in your life who are, who are your friends. One of the people who I surround myself with is my business coach. And I'm very selective about who my business coach is. And I do spend a lot of time reflecting um, on whether or not I believe that my business coach is the best person to be advising me in my business because it's such an important part of my life mm-hmm. that if it is not somebody I believe that should be a person influenced, then you know not only is it a financial part of my life because I do pay him as my business coach, but his opinion, because go back to number two, is somebody who is in my life um, and is in my circle of influence goes a really long way into mm-hmm. what I do in my business. Yeah. Um, so we're not just talking about friendships. These are also people who, who may just be business people. Yeah. They could, well, and they can be also just maybe outside what you would consider your peer group too. Yeah. Um, I think for myself, it would be my pastors, um, who, again, I, I would be careful in selecting who has that influence over me. Definitely. Um, and so it's important that you, you know, you know what your goals and purpose is enough so that you can align those toward a mentor. Um, you can find that person who who exudes and and uh, lives those out as you hope to someday, mm-hmm. and then you try to mold yourself to become more like them. And you know, the more influence they have over you, the more that'll naturally happen. So mentorship provides an unbiased assessment of what you are doing or who you are from somebody that you admire. So. If you pick somebody who is an influence in your life, who you are looking up as a mentor, then as you just said, this is somebody who you can emulate mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, these relationships, somebody who is, is in your circle of influence may be somebody who you are mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, or mentor- should be. Maybe there's a way that you need to change the way you look at that relationship. Yes. You know, Maybe you need to be invest- investing more in them. Mentoring somebody else is a great chance not only for you to help somebody else, but also uh, provides a valuable opportunity for self-reflection. I've seen this a lot in about the past year and a half. um, There was somebody in my life who came in. um, Adam, you were talking before we got on here about an old friend that you had that when you guys first sort of knew each other, you didn't really like him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he was kind of an annoying influence in my life, and he just kept hanging around and... um it seemed like we were going to spend time together no matter what because he, he was just attached to me. Yeah. Uh, but when I when I looked at that relationship differently and how I could maybe pour into his life in some ways and, and, and give up some of my own personal desires for uh, improving him, uh, that relationship turned around you know, completely and to the point where we're really, really close friends now and I ended up being the best man at his wedding. Yeah, cool. Um, and it did, definitely didn't start that way. So over about the like last year and and a half, I've been able to foster a relationship with an individual um, who shall remain nameless. It's not Adam. <laughs> when I first met this person, I won't even say whether it's a man or a woman. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that the individual was annoying. He, the individual just kind of... Or she. Rubbed me the wrong way and... 
instead of just pushing this individual out of my life and being like, God, I can't stand the person. Um, I took it as an opportunity to mentor the individual and it has fostered into much more of, of a friendship and he or she is now into my circle of influence. But at the same time, I still have kind of a mentoring role over the person. But in the times in which the person asks me for advice, it provides me an opportunity to now self-reflect on whether or not the advice that I'm giving is good or bad advice. If the person asks me a question and they're saying, you know, how do I deal with this situation? I'm not just going to spout off the first answer that comes to mind. I may not even spout off the way that I would handle the situation because the way that I handle it may not be the best opportunity for them. But instead, I can look and say, how would I handle it? Is that the best way that it should be handled? One, for this individual, or two, maybe now I'm I'm self-reflecting and realizing that the way that I've handled this in the past isn't the best way that it should have been handled. Mm -hmm. Um, So mentoring in and of itself can provide a a great opportunity for you to grow as an individual. Yeah, and I think that gives you an opportunity too to to make the most of the experiences that you've had in in maybe what I would form as regrets, though I I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't see it that way because you, you can turn your regrets into growth Right. By using them to better yourself and others. Right. Um, and so you, you don't necessarily regret that anymore because you see how it can be used as a positive. Very good. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Moving into the next uh, quality here is a somebody who is in your circle of influence should be or can be acting as... Accountability buddies. Thank you. I was not going to be able to come up with the word. <laughs> um, and or helping you to develop healthy habits. Um, We don't want somebody in our life who refuses to participate in anything that we participate in or is constantly influencing us to partake in bad habits. Um, And you kind of hit on this point, Adam, when you were talking about those new high schoolers and who they surround themselves themselves Mm -hmm. with. If you are spending time with people who are constantly engaging in bad habits, like smoking... You are more likely than to partake partake in that activity. Yeah, or not doing math homework. Ooh, not doing math homework. Believe it or not, there's people out there. Yeah, on par with smoking. I would say even more dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On the flip side, if you surround yourself with people who engage in things that you recognize as healthier habits... Mm then either one, you're now emulating that individual, so you're more likely to partake in those healthier habits, or two, you now have an accountability buddy. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, and that person is then going to help you partake in those healthier habits. Yeah. I, I, I've seen this in my own life um, where some of the greatest struggles I've had were only able to be overcome through the help of others. Yeah. Um, where I, I think a lot of us think... You know, I'm in this alone. I've got to overcome this alone. But it's really through that accountability and that friendship that you're going to gain the strength and teamwork that you need to overcome challenges. That sounds super corny, but it is super true. No, it is. And this this goes back to the phrase of misery loves company. Um, And that kind of goes on both ends of the spectrum too. Misery in the sense of like if you're doing really bad things. Um, If Adam's coming over to my house, not right now because we are not – coming over to each other's houses and social distancing or in um, but uh, 
you know, if he's coming over and saying, hey, Matt, let's not work out today. Why don't we drink beer and eat nachos? All right. Um, that's kind of like a miserable thing to do <laughs> as a flip side of exercising. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to be more inclined to be like, yeah, okay, let's drink beer and, and eat nachos. And then in the same sense, in the sense of like misery loves company, if you've got a whole group of people around you who are engaging in healthier habits, like exercising, you are more likely to become the type of person, if those are the, or if those are your, your, your influencers, to be the person who is engaging in healthier habits. Mm-hmm. Um, so misery, not in the sense of like, it's always bad, but the people who are around you who are engaging in the activities are going to be the people or the activities that you are going to be most likely to engage in. Mm-hmm. Number five, the more you surround yourself with people who have positive influences in your life, the more positive in people are going to positive people are going to come into your life. This seems kind of like, I don't know, things that are outside of your control and you might think, well, I can't really control the people who are coming into my life. So what makes a difference? Like just because I surround myself with more positive people, here's the way that this works. If I surround myself with five positive people, the chances of those positive people knowing other positive people or people who I recognize as a positive influence in my life is very good. Mm -hmm. I'm eventually going to meet those people and those people are going to come into my life as people who I would recognize as positive people. On the flip side, if I surround myself with people who are engaged in negative habits, those people are probably going to know other people who are engaged in those negative habits and those people are going to come into my life and be bigger influences of those negative habits. Okay, so it's not like all of a sudden, because I'm hanging out with five positive people, like a magnet, five more positive people are going to all of a sudden be attracted to me. It's more of a spreading of a web, if you will. And I think um, the, the more positive people will stick in your life. Whereas you, yes. you, you may not even be considering whether or not that negative person should be just because it naturally won't happen. In the same sense, when you start to take stock in the people who you're spending the, that time with, if they are not somebody who you want to be spending time with, then you can start to gravitate more away from them and more toward people who you recognize as positive, constructive, motivating people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really the, the essence of what you do control in all of this is the time that you spend. Yes. Um, because that's what builds friendships. That's what builds relationships. Um, and that is maybe the most controlling factor in all of this is how are you spending your time? Right. Um, and Adam made a really good point um, in our email exchange when we were outlining this episode. And I wanted to make sure that it got brought up because when I sent Adam my outline, I think he was very right in his criticism that it seemed like from my outline what I was saying is anybody who is a negative in your life, you want to kick out. Um, that's, this is an interesting distinction that he brought up that I want to make sure we make. Especially when it goes to this point here, because I just said you'll be more quickly gravitating toward positive and motivating people. We are not arguing that just because somebody is critical of you, you should remove them from your life. Right. Okay. Go back to quality number one. You want those people in your life, 
But there's a difference between, let's use exercise, because I love exercise examples. There's a difference between the person who exercises with you. They are in your circle of influence. They are influencing you to exercise more. Your accountability buddy. Mm. Versus somebody in your life who may not exercise with you, but encourages you to exercise. Versus the person in your life who has no interest whatsoever in exercising and believes that it is a waste of your time and you shouldn't do it either. We are arguing in this episode that you should be trying to, if, if exercising is something that you believe to be a positive in your life and you want to surround yourself with other people who are going to be in that positive circle within your life of exercising, then you're, you're surrounding yourself with people who either exercise or encourage you to exercise, mm-hmm. not the people who are going to point you away from exercise. Right. So is that I, fair? Yeah. So I think you just, you take the word exercise and replace it with whatever your goal or purpose is. Right. And that'll really help you define what we're going to walk through now, which is now what? Yeah. So we have to do something that is practical within our episodes, as we always do. So what do we do now? Now that we have these five qualities and five reasons as to why it's important to pay attention to who is in our life, what do we do? All right, let's sit down and start to reflect on the five people you spend the most time with or your circle, your primary circle of influence. Mm-hmm. My suggestion is that you write this down. You're not going to get as much out of it if you just sit around and think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to write it down. Once it's written down, start to address the list and spend time with the hard question of asking yourself, is so-and-so somebody that you really want in your life? And a very easy way and a very neutral way to do this is go back to the list of the five qualities that we just went through. Does the person stimulate you intellectually or challenge you in some way? Does the person improve or help you to improve your own opinion of yourself? Is the person either a mentor, a mentee, or somebody who can fill both qualities? Does the person help you with healthy habits or act as an accountability buddy? Or does the person help you attract more positivity and support into your life? Okay. And like we mentioned before, it might not, you know, each person in your group is not going to meet every single one of those. No, it doesn't um, have to. But as long as they're meeting one of those qualities, we, we would see that as a positive. And once you've kind of gone through the list and you've addressed those five qualities with each one of the people, now comes the hard part. Now you need to look. And if you see somebody on the list who basically fits none of them or doesn't fit enough that you, you really want to keep them in your life, you have to start to distance yourself from that person. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I think this is this COVID-19, if we're going to do a, what is it? Hashtag COVID underscore 19 silver linings. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember anymore. <laughs> um, this, you can start to very easily start to distance yourself from this individual. Um, maybe when we start to go back to social contact and get rid of social distancing, this isn't a person who you want to start to go around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to go to that person and be like, Adam, I don't want you in my circle of influence anymore. You're out. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe you just choose to spend less time with them than you normally would. Maybe I don't take the energy anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and instead, I'm going to try to find people who I do like. And maybe when you sit down and you start to write out this list, somebody starts to come to mind that you realize is a very positive influence in your life and you want to start to reach out to that person more. Mm-hmm. Now the great opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Adam, any final thoughts? No. Good stuff. Okay. Let's end with a quote. Ice, ice, baby. Oh, man. This episode's quote comes from 90s superstar Vanilla Ice. Brought to you by Vanilla Ice. For those of you youngins who listen to the show, just Google Vanilla Ice. He's our first sponsor. You've got to know what Ice Ice Baby is. He's not our sponsor. Anyway, he said, quote, Show me your friends and I would tell you who you are. End quote. Ice, ice, baby, too cold. Too cold. All right. Guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with a new episode on talking about people and other things that influence your life and either improve or do not your chances of living your your life better by 1% every day. Goodbye. Goodbye.